none but the priest on high the mighty work can do. Through him then all our praise be given, who pleads his household's cause in heaven. You know, there's, it speaks a lot about the household of faith or God's holy temple. And in connection with this, let's turn to, your, to Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians, the second chapter. I want you to keep this holy temple and this, this household of faith, I want you to keep it in mind while we have this memorial service. Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Skipping down to verse 19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. The title for my memorial service is Are We Builders? And some of my remarks will be taken from an article by H.A. 12. Now some of you are probably saying, what does this question, are we builders, have to do with Jesus Christ? What does Jesus Christ have to do with this? Well, by trade he was a carpenter. And during his days on this earth, he performed a work no one else could, and he is still working at the right hand of God as our mediator and high priest. Are we builders? Are we builders? When we destroy, we're like babies. Clumsy youngsters are heartless vandals. When we build, we are acting like God wants us to. God's whole work is spoken of as building. The city which has foundations for which Abraham and all of like precious faith have looked has God for its builder, architect, and maker. The holy temple which is being fashioned both of Jew and Gentile upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets was planned and wrought by him. From the start, man's sin made him fall to building his own 
proud structures so that progress in sin ran parallel with progress in civilization. As tents gave way to the city which Cain built and called after his son Enoch, and then a city and tower were raised in Babel, and then great Babylon that Nebuchadnezzar made. And even Israel fancied themselves builders, and they rejected the chosen cornerstone, Jesus Christ. We are here, we are here because despite man's destructive capacity, despite man's destructive capacity, God persevered in his work building all the ages around his beloved son by whom he thoroughly prepared all things and unconquered by the overbearing pride of the self-fancied builders his purpose stood firm and the final triumphant completion of the glorious structure is assured. With a glorious end in view, the master builder has invited us to work with him. He trains us in the principles of sound craftsmanship, and he teaches us the nature of the true temple for his indwelling by the earthly temples he allowed to be built. Restraining man from building at first, lest any should think he could contain or limit God. Forbidding David, but permitting Solomon. Desolating the temple and making its glory depart when its external ritual ceased to be an index of sincere adoration of the heart. Teaching finally by his own son that he, God, must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Whether we are indeed related to this divine work of building depends on our attitude toward our brothers and sisters. Destruction is easy here. Think about a beautiful forest. Together, we are like that beautiful forest, and each individual is a tree. Unkind, untrue, and even half-true words can cause beauty to fade, the gracious smile to disappear, the soaring branches of human hope are brought low, and the smoldering embers of envy and hate replaces the loveliness of the trees of God's planting. Now, let's think about differing gifts. Everybody think about differing gifts. In the Ecclesia, our differing gifts are bricks of different shapes, sizes, and colors. They are not to be used for throwing at one another. We shall never build a temple that way. That's how the Corinthians were using them. And they were told in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, 
to seek to excel to the edification of the church. To seek to excel to the edification of church. And to do that, you've got to overcome self and love. Love is the only mortar that can bind the bricks together. Love is the only mortar that can bind the bricks together. Each of us, you and me, have adventured upon the task of building his house of faith on Christ's words. A willful neglect of love's mortar will destroy that house. But where knowledge and faith have worked through love, not death itself will destroy it. Truth, I'll say it again, truth, faith, and love. Since Christ suffered for us, we should spend our time doing the will of God and not being led by human desires. The return of Christ is near. We should be calm, controlled, and prayerful. We should have a deep love for each other. Remembering how love covers a multitude of sins, we should be truly hospitable to each other and not fakers. We should serve one another. I'll repeat that. We should serve one another with the particular gifts God has given each of us as faithful dispensers of the wonderfully varied grace of God. Brothers and sisters, let us take these emblems and let the wonder and the significance of them sink into our hearts, resolving that as God so loved us, so will we manifest the same gracious love to each other, being followers of God, walking in love as Christ loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice. Now, let's remember God's holy temple made up of Jew and Gentile. Let's remember God's Son, the Word made flesh, who lived, died, and rose from the grave to the right hand of God, our high priest and mediator, who is to be, who is to return to this earth and establish God's kingdom. Now this next statement I have, it's, it's symbolical, it's figurative, it's literal, and it's, it's very beautiful to me. As the temple of our Lord's body was raised up the third day, so by God's grace, Jesus Christ will raise us up also, and I hope, make us pillars in the temple of his God to go no more out forever. That's Revelation 3.12.
make us pillars in the temple of his God to go no more out forever. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 11th chapter. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Brother Gerald Fitzgerald, will you give thanks for the bread? That concludes our memorial service, and I want to leave you with this last thought here. I hope everybody remembers it, and I hope I do too. We destroy with lies, gossip, and hate. We destroy with lies, gossip, and hate. We build with truth, faith, and love.